I'm currently, I'm on the move, Dave. Yeah, I, I can, I can see that. I'm trying to time this right, uh, so that something happens at the right time when Zuzana shows up. Excellent. All right, it's happening. It's happening. This is how we're oh, doing it today. We this just... is great. Can I get the Skurder uh, burger? Yes. Are you recording it? Yeah. Just the burger. <laughs> this is great. So, um, no, that's it. Thank you. Uh, Ben Holman has pulled up to a a drive through. Is this a is this a Culver's? Yeah, this is a Culver's. And actually, Dave, I wanted to delegate the explanation of Culver's to you. Can you give Zuzana and the listeners sure like the most charitable description of Culver's? Sure, Culver's is a uh, fast food. It's a regional fast food chain. I primarily know it from the upper Midwest, but I suppose that they've spread their tentacles elsewhere. But they are not national. They are not like a McDonald's or a Burger King. They are definitely a Midwestern phenomenon. They have, of course, things that you would expect from a fast food place. However, being that it's the upper Midwest, they also have cheese curds, fried cheese curds, I should say, and other cheese curd adjacent food. Such as the the Curter Burger, which I believe Ben just ordered. Um, which I have I'm assuming, never had a Curter Burger before. I'm but assuming. I gotta be honest, I, it's just curds. <laughs> yeah, it's fried cheese curds is? on a bur- on on the burger. Please, I mean, is it? It doesn't have to be complicated. Tell me that's all it is. I think it's not even cheese curds. That's the thing that I'm a little worried about. Wait a minute. So, Zuzana, you have shared a fried slice of cheese, which, if I remember right, is a Czech specialty. I remember after we described uh, fried cheese curds, like the Wisconsin phenomena, uh, you likened it to something where it was like a slice, a thick slice of cheese that was then fried in a pan, like breaded and fried in a pan. I think that's what I'm going to get. I don't think it's curds. I think it is a hunk of cheese that is fried. First of all, it's gigantic. Yeah, I'm a little worried about my gut. (laughs) It's like an oversized fried cheese curd ish thing on top of a burger yeah this is a that's going to be a mistake but no i've never had one before i might never have one again but i'm having it for you two and the people for the podcast because this i'm i'm experiencing it for everyone here Susanna, i just sent an image to the uh to the telegram chat if you haven't seen what this thing looks like yet okay (laughs) i mean (laughs) It's not how we would have it in Czech. I love how white this bread looks in this photo. This is the whitest bread I've ever seen in my entire life. All right, I'm getting my very yellow cheese. The cheese is very yellow. Well, yeah. That's not the kind of cheese we would have it in Czech. Like in Czech, it's the, uh, how do you say it in English? E-D-A-M. Adam? 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 (laughs) No. Is this a, is this a two, uh, is this a two window? Fast food operation. Then I want to give the people some visuals here. It looks like it. Yeah. So Culver's, you you order and then you come up to the window and you pay and then you pull ahead. Sometimes if you're getting custard, which is really the specialty at, at Culver's, is a frozen custard instead of an ice cream. They have lots of delicious custard treats. Yeah. Uh, they'll give it to you right at the window. Oh, but sure. most of the time you pull ahead and then they, they walk so out and deliver it's it. Three, it take, there are two-story oh, Culver's. Two-story Culver's. In, yeah, three stops. Yeah, there are a few of those in Wisconsin, home of Culver's. Uh, they're rare, but they're gigantic and they're spectacular. Actually, I've never been inside one, but Curter Burger is being prepared as we speak. 
I wish people saw how Ben is recording today. Ben yeah, sitting ben. in a car with a mic like a big TV star. Or what, I don't what, know. What I love is that I, Ben pulled up to the drive-thru and they just didn't think anything. They were like, this is our live. Uh, right? This is this is our lives. This is what happens. Ben's just another curdfluencer who is out right. there. Just another Friday afternoon. And not even with a small mic. Like he's like for people, for... For the people listening, it's not like the small mic that you can no. hardly see. It's a proper handheld yeah. microphone, like a big yeah. one that people hold on the stage. And there yeah. is Ben sitting in the car or ordering his cheese cheese burger wannabe. And oh. nobody's... that she can't have the Curter Burger. Yeah. Is, th- is that what it's called? Curter Burger. Curter Burger. Curter Burger. Yeah. So cheeseburger, like... you. You've had a million cheeseburgers, right? Sure. Like that's yeah. a normal thing. This is like taking yeah. something to too much of an extreme. Well, it's like the cheeseburger, the right but without the extreme. meat. It's just the cheese in a burger. Wait a second. There's not. Yeah. There's not meat on this thing. I thought there was. No, meat. there is. There's meat. There is. Oh, yeah. so it's just like a cheeseburger cheese with a little though. bit more than more of cheese, with, with not a, just with a, a thick, with a thick, theoretically a thick. Although Ben will be the judge of that. Uh, a thick curd-ish but it's like it, i think i'm assuming it's just fried cheese not actually a giant fried cheese curd because that's just not how curds are made oh right, ben's ben's okay, getting okay. some delivery saw a nice a nice right. lady deliver him uh the food you should she say ask her to say hello I, Hel- again, say hello to the camera probably weary of the the influencers the curd influencers oh yeah coming through her drive through all day every day all right i'm gonna park Excellent. i'm gonna park Here's a very scony thing for you. I'm parking in between the Culvers and the Menards here. <laughs> and I'm going to eat my curd burger. Side by side. <laughs> uh, Menards is also headquartered in my hometown. And it's a home improvement chain that is mostly regional, upper Midwest sort of Great Lakes region. So it's a very, I... it's a very local experience here. Mm-hmm. All right, let's see what we've got in the bay. Can I just ask, is it legal in the US to drive your car with holding a mic? Is it legal to it's, drive holding your phone? I'm not a no, lawyer. It's, I don't so know. It's, it's state by state on the phone. I think at this point, mo- actually, I don't even know. I would assume at this point, most states don't allow you to hold the phone. But I don't think there's a rule against microphones. Yeah, I think microphones are okay, even though I'm 100% more distracted than law. I would be talking on the phone here. And now Ben is taking a selfie on top of everything no, no, else. No, he's, taking holding a photo a of the, he's taking a photo of the burger. I'm documenting <laughs> the curd okay? burger. Okay. Okay. So as you can see, the curd or whatever that cheese thing is, is absolutely larger than the burger. This is more curd than burger. All right. It's about to happen. This is a big burger. And is it gonna Dave, happen? you're going to have to do oh. your best to edit out. Edit the eating noises to the appropriate level. I don't know what that is, but I'm that's going your to turn job. them up so loud. We're going to do <laughs> ASMR. It, yes, let's everyone be quiet right. and Ben go for it. Into the mic, Ben. Into the mic. <laughs> what do we think, Ben? What's the first? What's that the first bite not, reaction? That is not a curd. Yeah, I was afraid of that. Absolutely not a curd. That is like okay. a hunk of cheddar. It's that's a been good deep fried. Yeah, that is a deep fried hunk of cheddar. The size of the burger. It is the same size as the bun. Yeah. I got some cheese squirting out the side. Oh. This is extravagant. This is too much cheese. It's almost... Uh, it doesn't like, taste bad. Well, it's it's fried cheddar in a burger. I mean, <laughs> what's to be bad? So, uh, uh, while Ben's chewing, uh, Susanna, you probably don't know this, and people outside the Midwest don't know this, Culver's, for their burgers, they are, no, they are called butter burgers because they put 
butter on them, which I'm saying slowly you because most people and you butter the up. bun and fry it up. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is not how most fast or any other fast food place that I know. So, Ben, I guess the question right. is, is there butter also involved here? Oh, yeah. It's oh, yeah? absolutely a butter burger. It looks okay. exactly like a butter burger without the cheese. Like if I got a butter, just a butter burger, not a butter, yeah. butter burger with cheese. A little tongue twister here. Uh, and then they added the whatever this curd cheese thing is. Yeah. this is, I would say it's about like you took four or five slices of cheese Okay. on a cheeseburger. That's about the quantity we're dealing with here. Does it taste good? Mm, so good. <laughs> okay. I think I would get it again. Yeah? Even, even if I wasn't currently recording a podcast, I'd probably go for it. I think we should make it a feature. Every episode, one of us... I mean, one of you too, because I'm not doing it, should find something to eat and just review the food on on, on a mic. We, 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 each Wait, week we review a, a regional a regional delicacy of some kind. Hmm. Well, I mean, the obvious next choice is Dave shows up from the pizza belt and sits down and eats some kind of strange, bizarre pizza that's cooked <laughs> over coal. Yeah, reason. gotta be gotta be coal fired. Um, I was supposed to have some good pizza with uh, my boss Ian and our friend uh, Chris Fidel, uh, yeah. who is a developer on Twitter, and uh, he lives near New Haven. I'm relatively close to New Haven. Ian's like an hour and a half away from New Haven, so last Friday we were all supposed to meet up there so Ian could have New Haven style pizza for the first time. Oh, and first time. Okay, first yep. time. This is a big um, introduction. Big introduction. There was a lot of planning because you know which place do you take him to. Uh, we had, we had settled on two different places. We were just going to go all out. I was going to, you know, stock up on lactate. I was going to prepare. Did you get curds as well? Okay. This might actually be a curd. No, this fell out of my burger and it is the size of a large cheese curd. (laughs) They just stuffed some extra. I was hoping when you said, fell out on the armrest, when you said, when you said curd or burger before I was really, I was just (laughs) imagining they just dumped fried cheese curds on top of the burger and put a bun on it. Yeah. Well, they had to have tried that, right? Well, like it's so messy. It's so ridiculous. Like we, yeah. That happened in a Culver's test kitchen somewhere. I know it. Like they, they tried every variation. How do we get curds on the burger? Yeah. What works? What doesn't? Yeah. So I was supposed to meet up with Ian. Uh, I get down to New Haven. I'm there doing a little bit of work before he gets there. He is in route. And then I get a text message from my lovely wife saying that she has tested positive for COVID. And then oh, no. all of a sudden I had to drive home and stock up on stuff and da 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 da. Mm-hmm. So I missed out on the good pizza. What a shame. COVID. What a shame. Yeah. Two, two tragedies rolled yeah. up in one. Absolutely. But yes, no. I so could. Who, who would you say suffered the most, you or your wife, in this, like, this whole experience? Take I mean, your I, time. Think it through. Yeah, I'm thinking about it, right? On the one hand, I had to really like bring her all of her meals, you know. <laughs> It was a lot. No, just kidding. Uh, you know, so uh, at first it was it was just a little bit of a, of a ah, cold, but you know it wasn't that bad. But then within a day, it uh, it hit pretty hard. So thankfully we got her on Paxlovid, which is a miracle mm-hmm. drug. Listen, if you're listening to this and you test positive for COVID, just get the Paxlovid for crying out loud. It's so good. Uh, you get a little bit of a metal mouth um, side effect from taking the pills, but within 24 to 36 hours after taking the pills, she was basically fine. Um, mm. she feels totally fine now. No weird side effects. Her sense of taste is slowly coming back, but like the Paxlovid, it's like, it really feels like it just like pauses COVID right in the chair. It's like, no, 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 no. Like, right. Like you just stop, you don't get any worse. And then it's slow. And then it like pretty quickly reminds you back. It's really mm. effective. Hmm. Did you get it? Did I? Did you get oh COVID? no. I, so, uh, 
we were very uh cautious i was very uh i kept i kept reminding marissa we had we have two objectives objective one she rests and does nothing so i take care of everything objective two i do not get sick i was like i was like oh should hear me i am not getting sick it's not happening so we stayed on separate floors uh clean clean stuff all the time wore masks indoors all the time like i was like had windows open fans blowing fresh air like i was like i am not getting sick and so far i have not gotten sick i'm sure mind over matter the the pets or anything no no thankfully not um the pets mostly the pets mostly well the pets really spent a lot of time with her i was they were just like yeah whatever you're fine then you're a couple. You're more than a couple bites in now. How are you still? You still feeling oh, yeah. good about your decision? What are we doing here? <sighs> I had yeah. a couple brats for lunch. I'm not gonna lie. We recording this that long after it is, lunch. It is 1:23 Ben's time. Yeah. Is it? <laughs> yeah. So when ben do you have brats. lunch? Ben had a couple of brats. T- tell me about these yep. brats, Ben. Were, uh, were they cooked at home? Did you get them on the road? What was the What's the situation? No, they're what cooked. They're leftover from last night. So okay. a brat is a German sausage. Um, okay, I don't know how much the Germans are doing it these days, but the Germans who immigrated to this part of America yeah. uh, it made it a thing, and it's yeah. turned into a thing. So it's yeah. it's a pretty regional. Like most most, would you say that's mostly regional, Dave? I mean, you can get brats around, you, but they're a little can. different. It's harder for sure. Like I'm assuming yeah. you have local places. Like you can yeah. get like lo- right. Whereas like across the U.S., you can get Johnsonville, which is fine. Um, Costco's got some okay brats. Those aren't bad. I like to stock up at Costco because we eat brats all the time. Um, probably because my wife's family is from the Midwest and I grew up eating bratwurst. Actually, did I? No, I didn't. I take that back. Um, You're so yeah, well, I'm a convert for sure. I mean, yeah. it's a natural fit, right? I'm pretty German. Um, I grew up eating, I grew up eating, uh, uh, kibasa and, and pierogies. So like mm-hmm. I was already ready to take the leap into, yeah. into you're bratwurst. on the cusp. I was yeah. on the cusp, yeah, for sure. No. Yeah, so they're just they're just big sausages. Eat them like hot dogs, basically. They're delicious. Uh, we get them from a local butcher, typically. Mm-hmm. And then these were made with some kind of beer. I don't remember what they were. Um, which, again, I, I don't want to spend this whole episode explaining Wisconsin food culture, but beer brats are also a thing in Wisconsin. Yeah. Like, boiling the brats in beer to mm-hmm. pre-cook them before you grill them is a thing. Um, I didn't do that, but they, like, I don't know if they, like, brine them in some beer mixture or something but it adds some flavor a little bit of flavor and so uh yeah they're tasty i took some sauerkraut i was out of sauerkraut which is criminal but we kind of made them on a whim last night and i didn't check my stock but normally i'd have like a spicy mustard and some sauerkraut on them i was gonna say you like the spicy mustard for sure yeah yeah okay it's important so i had that i had leftovers for lunch not thinking ahead should have eaten a very light lunch a salad or the kurt the kurter burger a large salad yeah. Well, this Curter Burger is doing a lot of work on my, uh, like my total caloric intake for the day. So you're, I think I could gonna... have made up a lot of ground. It could have been a small salad and I would have been just fine. <laughs> you're, you're, uh, you're going to just, you know, pause on dinner. You're going to be like, sorry, I yeah. just, just don't need anything. <laughs> yeah. And then when I finish this burger, we have to figure out how to get me home. Um, I don't think I should drive, record a podcast and eat a burger. So I'm going to wrap up the burger. Okay. And then transition back to my normal, you know, my podcasting studio. Yeah, we'll be all right. Yeah. Susanna, you look like you have so many questions. We'll just keep watching you. 
I don't know. I just don't know what to say first. It's it's interesting. <laughs> and it's funny you mentioning all these foods like sauerkraut. Like that's that's although I think that's a German word for it, yeah. isn't it? Sauerkraut. Yeah. In Czech, that's a traditional. What do you call it? Like people. I remember my grandfather when he had visitors. Like, and yeah, when he had visitors, usually like family, they would come, and he would because he would make it at home, homemade. So it was a tradition to put like a plate of sauerkraut on the table for everyone mm. to have. Wow. It's interesting. I never questioned why, but I just know that that used to happen. My mom to this day she makes her own. Mm. I tried to make it at home and it went bad. <laughs> Don't know. <laughs> I think it needs to have a specific temperature. We always keep it in a basement where it's cool and dark. And even I mean the what do you call it? Like it's this huge ceramic, not a jar. It's bigger than a jar. Like what do you like? It's ceramic. We call them crocks. I don't know what the yeah, like, like a crock, yeah. like a crock pot, basically. Yeah, mm-hmm. like a big pot. I think it takes a a huge amount because actually, when they do make the sauerkraut, or when they used to, they would uh, chop the cabbage at home, then stuff it in, and then somebody would put plastic bags on their feet and then hop in, and they would start stamping it. Oh, that's a Have big that? crock. Yeah, that would be that big. <laughs> yeah, so it needs to be big enough for an adult person to stand in it and start walking, like on the spot, not around, mm-hmm. but on the spot and like sure. kind of get the juices yep. and then put salt and more more cabbage. And so that's how they used to do it. I think since then, my mom possibly went for a smaller, smaller, what did you call it? What was it called? Crocs. Croc- yeah, that. Containers. <laughs> but yeah, when Whatever. my grandfather... Was a laugh. That's what. That's how they used to do it. And when he had visitors, he would offer them that, because it's like full of vitamin C and all the good stuff and homemade. And so yeah, that's it's interesting. You talking about these things that, although the Central Eastern European or Western European depends, but we all every country used to have it in one way mm-hmm. or another. So you're that's, talking about my childhood dishes, basically. That's it's one of the kind of the fun things about America is like depending on where certain pockets of immigrants settled you'll get like people will just grow up like that's just the kind of food they have right so like there's a couple towns like a couple towns over from where I'm at there's a town with a huge Polish population so we have places that we have like local uh, uh, makers of both kielbasa and pierogies which is great mm-hmm. whereas like and you know I got used to that being here in Connecticut and then I forget what it was it was probably like uh, maybe like seven, eight years ago, I had to go out to Utah to help my mom with something. And I was going to be there for long enough where I do some grocery shopping. And I was like, you know, it's like, I, I'm really in the mood for some kielbasa and pierogies. And I was very disappointed that like my options were basically like, oh yeah, here's some Hillshire Farms frozen kielbasa. <laughs> and uh, I was like, what is, what is, what is this? But it was all right. So what um, did you call it? Kielbasa? Kielbasa. I'm probably, I don't know. Kielb- K-I-E-L-B-A-S-A. Okay, hold on. I can't. It's Polish sausage. Yeah, kibasa. K what? K I E. I really want to get some some B-A-S-A. freshly made kibasa now. It's that sounds good. amazing. Yeah, it, it's it funny good. because in Czech we call it klobasa, which is very very similar. Oh, yeah. So at first I thought you were saying it the Czech way, but it's very similar. Yeah, I'm sure. It's, I mean, you know, how much well, overlap is there between German culture and cuisine and Czech culture and cuisine? I think a big one. I yeah, I think we at least the Czech cuisine they will. I don't know enough about the German cuisine to know how much overlap there is, but like yeah. everything you mentioned so far, we have it as well. Then there will be some Hungarian influence as well. So goulash and that sort of thing. Polish, like it's just like a thing. It's hard to say what it's originally from. 
Poland or Czech or Germany because mm-hmm. it's such a mixture. Yeah, I was gonna say, do you, is there like a Czech equivalent of schnitzel? Mm. Uh, yeah, well, it is. We don't call yeah. it schnitzel, though. We call yeah, it. I'm what sure. do we call it? Rizek. Rizek. There you go. Can you remind me that that's a flour base, right? And then they're like kind of. Well, can you describe schnitzel? I haven't had it in a the long way time. we do it. I think what meat do they use? Usually they use pork. Actually, pork, yeah, pork. Yeah. They would use pork, but you can have a chicken or turkey. I think. I don't know. I haven't had it for a while because usually it's pork in the shows, and then so it's pork, and then you beat it with that little hammer that's meant for food, yeah. not for nails. It has a name. I don't know what it is. And it's a tenderizer. Is it okay? <laughs> Let's just call it. I hammer. want to hear the German name for that though. It's probably literally meat hammer. Yeah, a little probably. Meat hammer. Yeah. <laughs> meat hammer. And yeah, then you, then you cover it. So first it's flour. Then egg and then breadcrumbs. Is that am I saying it in the right order? Yeah, that's I think about so. Right. Yeah. It's um and then fry it. Meat tenderizer in German is Fleischklopfer, which is great. It's much shorter than I <laughs> expected it to be. <laughs> um yeah, so we have that. That's that's one of the traditional things you will have in Czech. This with potatoes and some salad on the side. But then the Czech cuisine is uh, there is a lot of pork, a lot of that, pork. That sounds like mm. that sounds like that sounds like every like schnitzel meal I had in Vienna, in Munich too. It's all very similar. So are those small pieces of meat, or are, no? It's is quite that like big. A pretty chunk big, of yeah. you, like you eat They're a like, single piece of. Schnitzel. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's like takes most of the plate. Yeah. Okay. That it's the size of a plate basically. <laughs> Usually, I mean, you can have smaller ones. I was very excited. My first night in Vienna, we went to like it's like. It is the sort of like famous schnitzel place in Vienna. And it was literally hanging over my plate. I was like, this is mm. excellent. <laughs> this is everything I've dreamed of. This everything is how I I've imagined Vienna would go. Are you yeah. home now, Ben? I am home. See, the Culver's is very quick. close to my house. That's too close they, for uh, That's too close, Ben. <laughs> too tempting. <laughs> I think it's within a mile. There's one stoplight between me Uh-oh. and the Culver's. And I think we yeah. have five Culver's in my city and the neighboring city. <laughs> So basically, if we're going to go get ice cream, we look up, uh, they have a flavor of the day. So if you're going to get the ice cream scoop, um, they'll do vanilla and chocolate and then uh, a flavor of the day, which might be like Reese's peanut butter cups or blueberry cobbler or something like that. And they're kind of hit or miss. Like your average person likes some flavors of the day and doesn't like most of them. So we shop around. We're within driving distance of about five different Culver's. So you can always find one decent flavor of the day in my city. So yeah, very close. Too close, maybe. So now Ben is in his garage. Yeah, this is, we're in just getting garage. a whole little tour of, oh, we're going to go to the yeah. kitchen, aren't we? He's walking through his brand new kitchen. kitchen? If do you don't follow Ben on Instagram, you should follow Ben on Instagram to have update to his new kitchen. Here's my new kitchen. Voila. It looks really good. So I can't much believe you've done it all by you. yourself. This is like, please come over and do this for me too. Because <laughs> we need a new kitchen, but there is no way I'm doing it myself. And everyone charges so much money for it. So oh, it's, if you it's come, so I'll make you tea and coffee and give you biscuits. What do you think? Good deal? No, those are British biscuits. Remember, well, that'd that's be not significantly cheaper biscuit. than any, any contract. <laughs> oh, yeah. Can you describe the biscuits that you're offering before I say anything? Before I say yes. He wants, to know the, no. he wants to know the, the, so the full details. So many different. Right. Any biscuits you like that are digestives. Am I getting a good deal? Is this not a good deal? You will have best deal. You can have any biscuits you like. 
Okay. You can have shortbreads like the Scottish ones. There's just so much I can offer. Bourbon mm. biscuits. Bourbon biscuits. They, they have nothing to do with bourbon. They're just called that. They're like chocolatey. <laughs> they sell a little better that way. A possible. <laughs> um, anything. I'll take you shopping. I'll take you to Tesco's and then you can pick your own biscuits. Perfect. What do you All think? Right. Uh, so really that deal. is about the going rate for hiring someone to do your kitchen. So sure, I'm in. Right, that's what I think. <laughs> Unlimited amount of tea slash coffee slash biscuits. And if you do a good job, I might make you like a proper meal as well. Oh, okay. right. maybe a schnitzel. If. We'll see. If. <laughs> if. <laughs> maybe a schnitzel. I can't wait to read this contract. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, we've been remodeling for two months now. Mm. Yeah, just over two months. So we started August 1st. I took a week off of work and spent most of it tearing apart our kitchen. And I I like doing do-it-yourself projects and I have a nicely equipped wood shop. So I'm I'm willing and interested in working with my hands. And frankly And able. That's important. And, <laughs> and like to pay someone to redo a kitchen is it's just pretty astronomical. So mm-hmm. it made it feasible um, that we could yeah. do almost everything ourselves. So we hired someone to design it. Um, at the beginning and help us understand what we could do with the space. And that was money well spent. And then we hired someone to uh, patch in some hardwood flooring that we had to replace because we took out a a couple small walls. And so we needed some hardwood flooring installed, which I'm not really, uh, I have no experience doing. And then they refinished the whole floor for us. So that was also money well spent. And then the rest of the work we did ourselves, which consumed most available minutes uh, on the nights and weekends and um, took Fridays off for the month to get more done. But now we have a fairly put together kitchen at this point. Uh, it's functional. The cabinets are in. Um, we can cook and eat in the kitchen again. And that feels great. So still have some more details like our countertops need to come in and I'm going to do a backsplash, which will be an interesting learning experience and some trim to take care of. But it's mostly done. So that's how I spent our uh, our podcast vacation. <laughs> Zuzana, you both of you went on some real adventures. Zuzana, you went to Jordan for what nearly a month? Yes, yeah, visiting weeks. family. How was your How yeah. was your time in Jordan? It was good. Yeah, it was. Uh, I like going there because uh, that means I don't have to cook or do much really, or look after the kids. So I really, really just relax and read books and do all the things that and watch everything that is to watch on Netflix and everywhere like the things that you keep putting off like and you're like oh I want to watch it one day that's that's the time when I get to do all this because I don't have anything to else to do that because it's so hot so you don't really go out much during the day if you do you just do quick shopping and come back because it's just too hot uh, so you don't even feel like you should be outside because it's too hot outside so you just stay inside when there is aircon and so I quite enjoy it. And three weeks, mm-hmm. it's a good amount of time to not get bored yet. So it mm-hmm. kind of feels feels right. When you say so too hot, how hot are we talking? This is a weather oh, podcast, was, so be yeah. specific. Thir- this is weather, this is a weather talk right now? Yeah. <laughs> I think 30, from 35 up, 35, 38, 40. Like it was, I think it was hotter than other years. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, before we is went there. Is it dry so, or humid? 
It's dry heat. Dry heat. Okay. So it's kind of, it's different kind of heat that we have here in the UK. In the UK, if it, when it's forty, and it was forty, I think last year, it felt like I was dying because it yeah. was the humidity and it was so horrible. But when we are there, it's hot, but it's manageable to me. But before before we went to Jordan, we went via uh, Romania, so we spent a day in uh, Bucharest. Is it? God. Bucharest. Bucharest. Yes. Yes. Um, so and that was really hot as well. So the weather was just like so lucky, I guess. When we were there, it was very very hot. So when we then we spent the day, we did a little bit of sightseeing, and then the next day we went to Jordan. And that was probably the first time ever when I land, landed in Jordan. I was like, oh, not not hot at all, because like the day in Bucharest was just so hot. Uh, but yeah, it was it was pretty hot. And we went to Petra, which is the city. How would you describe it? What is Petra? It's one of the uh hold on Petra Jordan. I should have done this Googling beforehand. This is terrible. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, so forty C is. is a is a hundred and four Fahrenheit for American listeners. It's just very hot. Very hot. Yeah. Too hot. Yeah. Petra is the city uh, cut in the rock, correct? Yes, the rock city. I wasn't sure like how do they yeah, city cut in the rock. It's it's also it's so again, you shouldn't really go there in the middle of summer. Because we went in the middle of August and it was way too hot. And even though we went like at 8 a.m. and they open at 6 and they know why, because it's better <laughs> if you go earlier rather than later. But so we went at 8 thinking it's going to be okay. But even at 8, it was so hot. And so we only stayed for like three hours. And, the and thing you rode Petra a camel, that, correct? There was a camel involved and a in camel, adventure? Yes. Yeah. yes, because the to get to... So a lot of people, when they think of Petra, they will think of the sick, like the... Treasury. When you enter, you see the monastery. I think is it. Yeah, the treasury. But to get there, that that's a distance from the actual entrance into the whole area. So mm. I think how long? How many kilometers is this? It's, uh, I would say it's about two kilometers to get there. It's it's definitely a walk. So you can walk it, or you can take you can get a horse to go s- some distance, not all the way, because then. There is a time when you go on a horse, then there is a place when no horses are allowed, and then when you get to the treasure, then there are the camels and also horses. So we first took horses, and then we had to walk, and then when we got there, we sat on a camel, and then we had to walk some more. And so the end wait a second, you so sat tired. on a camel? You didn't ride the camel, you just oh, like climbed up and then climbed up? Um, you ride a camel for about two minutes. <laughs> It's okay, not, so they don't really let you, don't you go very ride it far. much. No, okay. no. They just let you sit on it. They walk in front of the treasury. They take pictures and then they walk you back to where the camel sits, which is like mm-hmm. 10 meters. And then the camel goes down again. Poor camels because they have to go up and down, get up, get down, yeah. you know, the whole day. It's, the yeah. yeah. So you don't really ride it. I mean, you sit on it, but you don't spend significant time and on it. And did you like ruin your hips when you did this? Like our friend Dave picking here or did no. you survive the camel just fine oh i'm was just i don't know i guess i know what i was doing <laughs> you didn't have to pay a physical therapist after your no. camel right <laughs> no <laughs> sorry dave i'm sure you knew what you were doing listen you know we're hearing a lot of propaganda from big camel on this podcast and i just you know just want people to have an open mind about the dangers of riding on a camel that's all i'm saying they are, I have to say, they are like good big. Yeah, but camels are so much bigger than horses that, like, See, finally, I didn't feel 
too big on an animal. Usually when I'm on a horse, I feel too big for the horse, most horses. But when I was on a camel, I didn't feel too big. So I felt really good on a camel. It was like, that's my sized animal. This is the right size for me. So it was, it was good. And then, yeah, then we walked some more. But because it's like a, it's a rock city or city in the middle of rocks and mountains. So, and sandy, very little health and, health and safety precaution because you can go climb up. So when I, I was chasing the, the youngest one most of the time because he doesn't understand that if he slips he will fall a lot it's a long way down and yeah so that that wasn't fun and yeah then we just turned we didn't even go halfway into the whole area it's just it's it's quite a distance like it's quite a walk and in the heat and in the sand that feels even harder to walk mm-hmm. so if if we ever go again i think we we won't go in august we'll just leave it for a little bit when it's cooler and it was funny when we were going back, walking back. So my husband, like some of us and the youngest one, they went on the little car. What do you call it? Like when, like for six people, little thing, just seats, no walls, uh, like a little car. What? No, I'm really struggling to visualize it. A little <laughs> car, six seats, no walls. Yeah, like it's just like an open carriage, like a, like a golf a car. Engine. Yeah, but bigger one. Like for more people. Anyway, a vehicle of some sort they took back that you can hire for people that can't walk that far. And then me and the older kids, we walked back and we were so, so tired. Like there were times when I was like, I can't, I can't walk all the way back because it was hot. We ran out of water. And then you see the older tourists coming in, all fresh faced and makeup and you know, and then mm-hmm. it was us dusty, sweaty, tired. I was like, just give it a couple of hours, you look exactly like we do. <laughs> it was such a great like difference. And yeah. So that was an adventure. It's really nice to visit. It definitely is. Maybe don't visit in the middle of summer. That's my only advice. And get ready to walk quite a distance because it's it's a long walk, especially if you want to see a lot of it. Like we hardly saw anything. But if you really want to see a lot of the place, give yourself a lot, a lot of time, the whole day possibly, mm-hmm. and don't do it in the middle of the summer. Noted. But yeah. Good Noted. advice. <laughs> yeah. So that was. Is good. Petra in Jordan? Yeah. Okay. How far from your your husband's family is Petra? Uh, so they live in Amman, in the capital. I don't know. Was it three hours in a car? Three, four. Okay. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it looks about, about three hours. Yeah. Much longer by camel, but <laughs> depends on the camel. I think it depends on the camel. Depends yeah. who's riding the camel. I think <laughs> how much pain they're in, how, how determined they are to get off the camel. <laughs> I think riding the camel longer distances is probably more comfortable than the horse because you are more comfy on the camel. It's like you've got like a whole chair on top of the camel, mm. like the way they pad it. My camel had a chair on. Dave's I don't know about chair. My camel didn't. No, my camel did not have a chair. <laughs> no, I mean with all the, the blankets and stuff. No, my camel. My camel had like barely even had a saddle of any kind. It was basically just like jump on top of this creature. <laughs> oh no, my camel had blankets on top of it. So I was just thinking, uh, kind of luxury him? camel experience. <laughs> I think so. We're talking about very, very <laughs> with all the bells and whistles and tassels around its face. You know, it looked very pretty. Well, I would think like being on a camel longer distance probably more comfortable than being on a horse because the horse, well, horse is smaller and you have to do more, I guess. Mm. And Dave, you visited a new continent. 
or maybe not a new continent. You visited f- another continent. No, I, I, yeah, I, uh, I went to South Africa. Believe me, when I was in South Africa, of course, you know, we, we are very obviously American tourists. So locals would clock that pretty quickly. And they would mm-hmm. say, oh, is this your first time in Africa? And we would say, oh, no, you know, actually, we've been in Egypt before. And they would look at you and go, that's not Africa. And I was like, OK, well, <laughs> oh, OK, okay. You, you tell me. Um, yeah, we uh, we spent, I guess, like 11, 10 or 11 days in uh, in Cape Town, South Africa. We uh, did all kinds of stuff. We, uh, you know, we saw some penguins. We went to the Cape of Good Hope and which is uh, the southernmost uh, tip of uh, or I should say the southwesternmost tip of Africa. So which um, is fascinating. We went on safari, which was a whole adventure. Uh, my wife got to feed an elephant a banana um, from the safari vehicle. And then the banana was so ex- the banana, the, the elephant was so excited. It was like, oh, and then it just came back in for more. I was in this big elephant uh-huh. trunk just reaching in the vehicle. It's good times. Um, she loved every second of that. Um, yeah. yeah, you know. Did, did um, you? You know, it was pretty dirty, let's be honest, but that's okay. <laughs> the elephant or the safari? Yeah, the elephant, for sure. Oh, the, the whole safari, experience. The safari, the safari was fine, you know? I mean, it's pretty pretty posh. Like, <laughs> we were really surprised because, like, two-thirds of the way through the safari, they're like, oh, we're going to stop for a for a drink. And I was like, stop for a drink? What are you talking about? And you're, like, going around, all of a sudden you get... It looks like you're in a mirage almost, and all of a sudden, like, you come around this corner, and there's, like, this whole, like, building that's, like, built into the side of this huge, like mini mountain slash hill and they're just like popping champagne for you or or making tea if you want tea or whatever and i was just like what what it looked like something out of the out of westworld basically if you don't know if you ever saw the show westworld but it looked like you're just like it feels like oh look we're out in the middle of nowhere you come around a corner and here's some champagne you're like what is also it, it felt so weird it's like but we're we're like 90 minute we're like 90 to 100 or so minutes into this like two two and a half hours it's like we're we're already almost home like what are we right it felt so weird but that was all right um we tried to see were they we tried, hoping you'd spend your your tourist dollars there or what was like it, the was drinks it? were free huh yeah you get there they give nothing you something is free dave nothing is free <laughs> oh, well listen i know let's just say the drinks were included in the price okay that's there a better go. way to put yeah. it right like they feed you they do this whole thing you know um but uh but no yeah we we saw a lot saw tons of animals. They we tried to get very close to the lions. That was complicated. Uh, the lions like to what be was complicated about it. Getting close to them, the lions don't like to come out. They like to be perched up on the top of the little hillside. Very Lion mm-hmm. King esque, right? They're just kind of watching um, over what's going on. But you know, we had a great time. Uh, I'm trying to think That's what else good. we did. Oh, go ahead. We drink a lot of wine. Wasn't the, the a lot of wine? A lot of wine. What, yeah. Did you pay for it? Was it included in the ticket? <laughs> No, we definitely Nothing's paid for free. it. No, we definitely paid for it. Yeah, although here's the other thing is such a privilege to go there as an American because the American dollar is very, very, very strong there. And so, you know, general, like you could go out to like a very nice dinner, get get like a nice big entree, get some wine to go along with it. And you're probably spending a total of like $20, $25 American, hmm. which is not at all what happens here in America right now. Like you can't get, you can barely get one person in and out of a restaurant for 20, $25 American these days. So um, maybe not a Culver's though. I think the, the the Curter burger was much more affordable. The Curter burger was eight ninety nine for the sandwich alone. Whoa. 
is okay. That's that's so. just that feels too expensive for a fast food burger. But I, I think they should have paid me to eat it. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> Are you I can tell regrets? you that getting in and out of Culver's for my family uh, is about fifty-five bucks, which mm. feels like three times the cost that it should be. But yeah. <laughs> that feels a little high. But well, fifty-five. I don't know. Well, could, like, are people getting like milkshakes? No. This is like this is an economical trip. Okay. Someone might get some cheese curds instead of fries, but that's about it. Yeah. I mean, how can you say no to a side of I mean, I'm sure those aren't really the preferred fried cheese curd of somebody right. uh, who lives in Wisconsin. Have we talked about Culver's curds before? We, a little bit. A little Have bit. Have I ranted yeah. a little bit about the quality <laughs> of Culver's curds? <laughs> so Culver's is the widest like culture like uh they, they are the vehicle that the concept of fried cheese curds i'm i'm stumbling over my words here you're so angry so strongly about so angry right now (laughs) this is the opportunity for wisconsin to share fried cheese curds with the world Mm -hmm. and export our cuisine our one cuisine to certainly america if not beyond sure and the culver's cheese curd is the way to do it because they're culver's across america now more or less not everywhere but they're pretty pretty scattered and they are serving the worst fried cheese curd available in Wisconsin. It the breading is wrong. They oh. I'm pretty sure they're like frozen before they yeah. they fry them up. So the the curd is not as fresh as it should be. Like mm. fried cheese curds should be curds that came from the creamery that morning, were breaded up, never frozen, uh-huh. breaded up, fried and come to you in like a clump on on a nice like greasy little cardboard tray and you eat them yeah. immediately they're almost too hot to eat and then you feel a little guilty about it because it was just so overwhelming but it's delicious sure i feel like i'm not giving this enough credit here but the the culver's curd is like mostly breading it is nowhere near like on a scale of zero to ten ten being the best cheese curd you've ever had in your life a culver's is like a two mm-hmm. and at most restaurants in wisconsin you can get a six or a seven cheese curd so they're really doing a disservice to the, the cultural the service we could be food. doing. They are fast food, right? Yeah. They are fast food. So you can't expect them to serve you fresh cheese. Mm. Oh, I expect it. <laughs> I, I can and I do expect it. Okay. Do they know? <laughs> Everything else about the place is, is top shelf. I would put it up there along with every other like fast food restaurant in America. And I think the, the custard is better than most. So they're doing good, but yeah. they're really, really dropping the ball on cheese curds. Mm. I'm assuming you have a favorite. Them. You have a favorite local cheese curd place. I do. Yeah. Yes, it's a food truck that shows up at my local farmers market, and mm. they. I think it's. I think the breading is even gluten free, which is mm. fine for me. Like I don't have a problem with gluten, but it's impressive that it's gluten free and it's better than any other curd around. And they get really fresh cheese curds. They cook it up right there. You eat it immediately. They put, I think it's grated Parmesan on top. And then they have a homemade ranch sauce. And it's perfect. That is my favorite. I want to try it now. Absolutely. I was just I was just wondering, do they even have them in Nashville? I don't know. We really might have missed an opportunity. Yeah. It's hard no. to find fresh curds. Yeah. Anywhere you can get poutine, you could fry cheese curds. What is it that I ate at the baseball game? Not baseball. Yeah, baseball. Yeah. Oh, those nachos? <laughs> the, the tot nachos or whatever? Tots. Yeah, 
Tell, yeah, what was that again? That was Tater quite fast. What was it? Tater, yeah, that was that's it. What was it? What is it? It's it's uh, another way for America to much like how we've made a lot of use out of the corn. <laughs> we we saw potato. what Europe was doing with the potato, and we said, "Listen, we can innovate over here with the potato." Okay, let's turn that into a small cylinder. <laughs> so really it's like a fried potato. So it's like a different shape from a fries. It's also a different texture yeah. entirely. It's like actually. I'm sure there's like a great history on Wikipedia about the tater tot, but like getting to the point where you're like, here, tater tot, this is what I want. Like, yeah. how, how is that even a potato? Like, what is going on with this thing? I think the seasoning makes or breaks a tot. And I think that's what's, I think that's what's distinctive about them is they can hang on to more seasoning than a fry mm. can. There's only so much mm. salt and seasoning you can throw in a French fry because it'll just fall off. Mm. But a tater tot has all these crevices so it can hold more flavor. That's where it shines. I just looked at the equivalent if we've got nothing similar in the UK and they said you can kind of look at hash browns, which are basically tater tots form mm. form into a larger, usually triangle shape. So I guess I could yeah. try that. Yeah, mm. I don't know. I feel like hash browns, boy, those are real hit or miss. They're real hit or miss. They are definitely tater tot adjacent. Okay. I don't think but I ever had hash browns to be actually I don't think I have had them. I don't think I, I think they're pretty overrated. I think, yeah, but tater tots are good. (laughs) I don't. I think tater tots overrated too. I don't. I don't understand people's fascination with tater tots. I'm like, I don't get it. But, um, but a hash brown, there is a certain appeal to like, for whatever reason, you're at McDonald's for breakfast and you get one of the McDonald's hash browns. Like, there's something. What is it about that one specifically? (laughs) It's because we had it as children. That's why it's like buried in there in our brain somewhere. Uh, Yeah. One of the worst things about growing up is trying those things that you had as a kid and you love them and then realizing they're just kind of mediocre. And I don't know if my tastes have changed or if the product itself has changed, but like half of the Little Debbie lineup, way worse than I remember. I love those things as a kid. You try them every now and then as an adult. No, I'm. I'd be afraid to actually have a real oatmeal cream pie for the first time in 20 years because I just was. (laughs) You remember it, right? Yeah. Oh, I can, I can just like, but I'm, I bet when I, oh, I think one of my pets is trying to come in or my door just opened. That's fun. Um, Ghosts. No, it's uh, air pressure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> for sure. Uh, it's a breezy day, but, um, but yeah, I used to like all, like all kinds of little Debbies. I'm just, I'm just imagining how you're right. I mean, first of all, your taste buds just definitely change, but I don't know. Like I grew up on. I would what I would now consider like pretty bland food, I think. Like yeah. lots of like the sort of like kind of like pseudo homemade food where it's like my mom would like, you know, it's like, okay, we're gonna take some hamburger helper and now we're gonna do some stuff with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that kind that of a situation. A lot of that. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure if I had hamburger helper now, I'd be like, I don't know. But that, I could do a way? lot better from scratch. <laughs> Zuzana, little Debbies are basically Twinkies. That's it's that quality well, of food. Because yeah, you're familiar okay. with Twinkies, so just to draw an animal. I, I am, but have, I don't think I tried Twinkies when I was in DS the first time. But the thing is, by the time I tried them, they were in my suitcase and they traveled from Denver to Knoxville and they were yeah. smashed to pieces and they were flattened, basically. So I don't think I had the real experience. See, so that's I want how to I feel about the again. Culver's cheese curd. That is exactly what Culver's is doing with the cheese curd. It has traveled too far. It is yeah. not prepared it needs to be eaten mm. fresh if you had taken that twinkie out of the package and eaten it in the parking lot it would have been a three out of ten yeah instead, instead <laughs> i put it in a suitcase tried a couple of days later it's like one out of them 
But I, I feel I need to try it again. Now, so. now I'm on the Little Debbie website and I'm just like, I bet a fudge round is actually just terrible. Mm. Star, I think it's better to the, leave that a memory. Like you still Crunch have cookie, that taste. I bet that's terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, what about the cosmic brownie? That's a thing, right? Oh yeah, definitely a thing. Oh, the donut oh. sticks and the apple fruit pies. Look, I can't I even oh, I visit. I'm trying to see Little Debbie and I get access denied. Thank you for interest, but this website does not allow access from your country or specific what? IP address. I feel discriminated against. Did they get against. sued? I can't view Little Debbie's. I wonder if it's a... End to see I, the Little Debbie's website. I bet, I, it's a, it. I bet it's a GDPR thing. It is GDPR thing because uh, I wouldn't we, give them permission to store my data because why do you want my data? So they because it's I America. Need to that's a little Debbie's cookie. And now I can't see little Debbie's. That's the cookies. that's the kind of cookie they're talking about. What if they gave you what, to set wow. a cookie? What if they gave you a cookie? Wow. Can you, yeah. Can you send me a you screenshot of some of the things you are talking about? I want to know. Um, but yeah, you know let's... there is a. We have an American candy or American sweet store. What's it called? American candy store, I think, in Cambridge. A shop, mm-hmm. actual shop. And I had a visit. Somebody visited me the other day, American friend. So we went in so that she can compare whether the stuff in there is actually American. And some of the stuff was, but there were also like Canadian stuff and Australian yeah. stuff. But some of the things were American. So I they even had a pumpkin puree. I was like... Wow. Because so, all these, you know, when you want to make a pump, pumpkin pie and they ask for a puree, I was like, I can't find that in local Tesco's. But now I oh, know really? where to go. American store. Yeah. yeah. It seems That's- kind of grim to be an American living in Cambridge and then going, what, what's your job in Cambridge? Oh, I work at the American food shop <laughs> in Cambridge. <laughs> of all the ways it's to good, spend yeah. your time. Like I picture a student on foreign exchange or someone on a short term like adventure. That's their job. Yeah, it's kind of hard to avoid it because like now in the center we've got um, Popeyes, we have Taco Taco Bells. So all mm-hmm. these America, of course, they, KFC and McDonald's, that's standard. But like but these Popeyes, other, that's interesting that Popeyes has made its yeah. way out there. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, that's there. We've got Five Guys. That's like oh, I've never heard guys. of Five. Never oh, heard of them. Oh, f- five and Guys. Suddenly they are everywhere. Second. Like five guys what's is going great. on? Is it? Uh, apparently, milkshake is apparently really good. Is it good? Oh, what is it? I, no, I just go you don't there. I just, the I, just get, I just get the burgers. Yeah, the burgers are excellent. Oh. For a fast what food. What do they call the burger there? Like, is that the place that's like animal style or something? No, like that's that? in or that's that In and Out, where they you in can get you can get burgers uh, animal style or yeah. Okay. And what do you mean animal style? I don't so, even know. I haven't had one. Five. Oh no, five good. Uh, in and Out. Uh, they are sort of known for having uh, a quote unquote secret menu where you can basically order like combinations of things using phrases Mm. and like they'll know what to make so the sort of like cult following has emerged where people are like oh if you tell them this they'll make this thing so like if you say i want a double double or i want like something animal yeah so there's like a whole so let me look this up it's actually they even have on their website now from five guys i'll have a look maybe i can visit the flash of joy on dave's face when Susanna mentioned Five Guys, I, if I can bottle that up and sell it, <laughs> five, five, oh, guys look, is, five Guys is Five Guys is really good. Shake Shack is even better, but they're harder to find. Oh, I do love Shake Shack. Shake Shack is good. We've got a few of those around. You can get one. There are a few in Minneapolis. There are some in Chicago. Yeah, we've got one in my town now, which is great. They're 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 definitely more around. Like I feel like the same sort of there's like a cluster of stores that used to be there's like certain kinds of stores that I felt like you used to have to travel a little bit to get to, but now yeah. they're just coming. So. I think we're sudden, losing something. 
when there's when like everybody has a whole foods now. Everybody has a, a five, you know, not even five guys. Everybody has a uh, um, uh, a Shake Shack, like all these things that it's like, oh, you've got one. No, everybody's got the same thing. Yeah, I want I want territorial fast food to come back. Oh man. I miss friendly. It's which unnatural really that Susanna food, can yeah. get five guys in Cambridge. That shouldn't happen. <laughs> when uh, we, we had Shake Shack in Tokyo uh, back in 2018, and it was phenomenal. Um, hmm. They also, because they had some specific, they had like a, like they had a black sesame, like shake or ice cream thing. That was actually huh. fantastic. Um, so they had some, some. Oh yeah. Japanese Local stuff. Yeah like to appeal to the japanese market sure also i was just like i yeah it, <laughs> i was i was like i just want an american burger because by that point <laughs> i had been like you know eating you know lots of uh, of nori and all kinds of fish i could not pronounce all kinds of stuff for like a couple days and i was like yeah hi i'd like the biggest burger you have oh <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> i'm looking at little debbie's picture and i'm on the bird the the so oh, do you call I, them cookies? What do you so call those, them? Little yeah, Debbie. Well, that's a good question. They call them cookies. Some of these are cookies. Not really. Would you call an oatmeal cream pie a cookie? No. I would. So I mean, based on a picture, that's a cookie. A third of it is like very sweet filling. I don't even know what to call that filling. It's not quite like frosting, but it's pretty much frosting mm. like you put on a cake. But it's like Oreo, basically. And what would you They're call Oreo? They're also not very crunchy. They're very soft. Very oh, soft. Okay. Incredibly and soft. They, okay. They come individually mm. wrapped in plastic bags, oh, so they okay. st- stay very soft. I mean, the banana marshmallow pie, that looks just wrong, I have to say. That's too yellow. That. Oh, I'm going to send you another screenshot that you're just going to have a lot of questions about. Oh, perfect. <laughs> this is All these so things far, we haven't done. We have to so far, meet we've, again. We've taken people through a, a drive through and now we're describing <laughs> screenshots that we're sending back and forth to each other. This is excellent podcasting. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> wow okay swiss right, rolls so from... sh- strawberry shortcake rolls we've got all this um okay. strawberry I, swiss rolls oh, oh that is typical cake. i used to love i think you let's have Susanna walk us through this graphic yeah let's just <laughs> you know as we're recording a podcast sure, let's get sure. some audio content out this of this is great so can you unicorn start at the top describe yeah. this unicorn t- cakes too colorful too many chemicals i would think i would not eat that that shouldn't be this colorful yeah. unicorns shouldn't be cakes be evergreen all the way down yeah mm-hmm. Birthday cakes, I mean, it looks like a standard uh, sponge with frosting and then something on top. Like, that looks like a standard cake. Can you rate Chocolate these uh, zero to ten? Like, would uh, eat, wouldn't eat? Just based on the look? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the unicorn cakes, they look nice. Maybe that's why I wouldn't eat them, because they look too nice. Like, they shouldn't mm-hmm. look that nice, too you know? Perfect. Yeah, too, yeah, too chemically. Sure. Birthday cakes, eh, like kind of boring. So, okay, unicorn cakes, based on the look, eight out of ten. Well, maybe okay. just for the look, though, that doesn't mean I would eat it. It's difficult. Birthday cakes, I would say five out of ten, but then they don't look as good. But I would eat those. Mm-hmm. Okay. Chocolate cupcakes, just standard cupcake, like nothing special about it. I don't know. You think it's, I mean, it's full of filling? Yeah. That's not a standard cupcake. Well, it's cupcake with a filling. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fine. Devil cream. So that looks like a plain sponge with the filling again, just a different shape. We're, yeah, they're really finding ways to they're, reuse that filling. Yeah. 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 And the Devil sponge. squares. And Again, the sponge. We they're it's just remixing sponge. the ingredients in different ways. Honestly, now that I look at this, this is basically I know. like, okay, this one we're going to put it and then we'll roll it up. 
The other yeah. one will be stacked. And this one's going to be a rectangle. <laughs> this one will be a hexagon. Yeah. That's basically all it is. I mean, all the rolls, the strawberry shortcake, Swiss rolls, strawberry Swiss rolls, we've got all these here. We don't have the zebra cake rolls, but I think oh. it's just a vanilla roll with some... Yeah. Pure sugar. Pop. So much sugar. It's basically the birthday cake, except yeah. rolled up. In a roll, yeah. And has, yeah, no sprinkles. Yeah. Oh, wow. Now we're into the, the pumpkin spice. Yeah. Uh, hey, remind me, do you like pumpkin or do you just have a cat named pumpkin? I just have a cat named pumpkin. And it was funny to hear Susanna talk about buying pumpkin puree because we sometimes will just buy that for our dog and then just like, you know, put a little bit oh. on top. Yeah, a little bit on top. It helps them, helps dogs with their di- with, uh, digest their, yeah. you know, digest a little better. A little bit of pumpkin puree on top oh. for sure. It's like metamucil for dogs. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I had the, my first pumpkin pie ever last year. Okay. A friend of mine, uh, they lived in the US for a while, then they came back. So they did like a Thanksgiving kind of dinner for mm-hmm. us. And that was the first time ever I, I had pumpkin pie. So uh, I, to be honest, I don't know what the fuss is all about. I mean, it was okay, <laughs> but it wasn't special. Not yep. that, that it's not to put down her baking. I think it's just that the taste of the pumpkin puree, that's just the way it tastes. Like it doesn't yeah, matter how, like what you, you do don't. with it. Yeah. 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 But I want to try again because, like, like half of the world is obsessed with it. So I kind of want to know why. No, we got to get you out here for like, like a like a real American Thanksgiving. I think that would be a total trip for you with a turkey. When yeah, when I think of Thanksgiving, I think of friends and Joey and all that. So all my knowledge about Thanksgiving is from friends. Yeah, but I would yeah, I would like to try that definitely, and I would like to try different variations of the pumpkin pie because. I just want to know what what it's what's all the fuss is about. Like, I would advise you to just go straight to the pecan pie and skip pumpkin altogether. It's like is that three your, times better. Is that your favorite Thanksgiving pie? It's either that or my aunt makes a sour cream raisin pie, which is pretty mm, great. I don't know if that's a Thanksgiving pie or if that's just in our family. It shows that, up at Thanksgiving. I do like I do like desserts with raisins in them. Um, like mince meat pie is delicious. Is that a Thanksgiving pie? Anything can be a it's Thanksgiving Christmas, pie. isn't it? Christmas, <laughs> like in in the UK, mince pies are Christmas pies. We we like to we like to take what you all do and flip it around, right? We <laughs> yeah. yeah, we <laughs> do our own little thing with it. We do our own little thing for sure. Yeah. I had a pumpkin latte from Starbucks like last week, and that was. I mean, they had those seasonal drinks. I said, which drink is not too sweet? Like, I don't want, you know, sometimes when they have the caramelly taste, it's mm-hmm. just way too sweet. So she said, oh, the pumpkin one is okay. Uh, I don't know. Like, I drank it, but I don't know. I want to like it, but it's not that I don't like it, but it's just not special. But yeah, a lot of people like it, so I want to know why. It's like with olives. I used to dislike mm. olives, but mm. I wanted to like olives because it felt cool to eat olives so i ate them long enough to like them and now i like them so um, that's the way i'm well, going with know. the pumpkin products i'm just gonna eat them <laughs> doesn't matter how long it takes so i will like them eventually Susanna's like oh. a like a college freshman who's decided that they must like beer that's how this, that's this sounds like to me <laughs> they're just gonna keep drinking gonna beer go through it. And, and keep drinking oh, crappy keystone light until they finally decide they like beer <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if this is the right cause for you, Zuzana. You've got one life to live, and I don't know if you want to spend that much time trying to like pumpkin. (laughs) But, you know, now that all the Halloween stuff is coming over, like, 
Oh, I don't know. I've, yeah. not, I've only been in the UK for like, how long have I been here for? 16 years, 17 years. And I remember 17 years ago, although there were a few like Halloween things, it wasn't a thing. And now as the time now went on, now it's a thing. And now you've got like a pumpkin field and all that. I'm like... Wait a second. So pumpkin fields weren't a thing in the UK, but like Halloween has been imported and now pumpkin farming is turning like, into I a thing. Like I can't speak because it's only my one person experience from one small place no, in the UK. Speak. So there it could be elsewhere. Let's it. just generalize. <laughs> Let's just my experience is everyone's experience. <laughs> but like what yeah, I mean now, it. like you get like a pumpkin maze when people go and walk through pumpkin fields like a maze and then they get to pick up their pumpkin. Like that wasn't a thing. I mean, I didn't used to see it around here, but now I do. Hmm. So I'm just seeing it come over more and more all the Halloween so one stuff explanation like. is that someone started a pumpkin farm in your neighborhood and now you're like they what is this they're making it everywhere. work I've never seen <laughs> no that farm actually the one that I'm talking about they used to have such a good thing what they used to do they used to plant corn funnily enough uh-huh. uh, enough but Classic. they would plant it in a in a maize shape so as the corn got bigger then they opened it i don't know in the summer right. and it was a big enough farm so it was a corn maze like and the kids would go through and look for i don't know there was like a game like fine yeah. stickers or whatever and because it's a, it was a big farm they also had other activities they had like a the go-karts, but not the motorized go-karts, the ones that you have to, like a bike go- go-kart. Do you oh, know what yeah. I mean? Like yep. manual, <laughs> not electronic. They would have bouncing castle. And so it was, it could have been a whole day. It used to be a whole day thing. You just go there and you can get some food and the kids have lots of fun. But then they closed it. I think pandemic came and they closed it. Mm-hmm. And now when they reopened it, they reopened it only during this time with with the pumpkins so they don't do the summer corn maze anymore which is sure. such a shame it used to be such a nice thing they would have all these activities and because it was a farm they had sheep and they had like you could have a ride on a tractor and then they they shut it down and now they only open it for the pumpkin maze thing i was trying to picture a pumpkin maze yeah pumpkin, we don't, we don't have pumpkin maize a uh, pu- low-growing uh, crop yeah, Easy to see over a pumpkin field. <laughs> you can. I don't know. I haven't been because I don't really want to. Maybe it's, I, a, don't it's, a, it's on the honor system. Like you, you're not supposed to look at the rest of the piece as you're walking. Don't look far it. ahead of you. Just look <laughs> on your feet and on your feet only. Corn, well, corn didn't do so yeah. well this year. So it's, or it's easy mode. <laughs> so it just feels like a lot of these things are coming over more and more. And I don't even know what it's like in Czech because I've not been in Czech that much. So I don't know. Maybe they do Halloween in Czech now. I don't know. But it kind of feels like I want to learn more about it. But at the same time, it would be nice like each each country or each community kept their own traditions as well because it feels like it's becoming too samey. Like I have to say a lot of the things are coming from the US. Yeah. And I'm, it's nice to see what you guys do over there you know on the other side of the pond yeah but at the same time now it's becoming the same yeah well like i can't just say like a lot of things are nice yeah Yeah. why don't we leave culver's in wisconsin and in and out in california and you have to go there to experience it exactly you would have to travel but now you don't even have to travel you want to you want to experience american halloween just go to your next village there you go so it's just I don't know. It's it's nice. Pumpkin latte at the Starbucks and then go to Five Guys and never leave Cambridge. <laughs> that, you see, I mean, I'm, it's nice to get lots of things. Like like I said, like if it wasn't for the American candy store, I wouldn't ha- know that I can buy the pumpkin puree. So it's nice to have the option. But at the same time, it would be nice to 
keep some of the local traditions as well. Yeah. Or, or like make sure that they stay alive rather than everything just becomes one big thing. And now when you think of it, like it's, you've got Christmas and then you've got uh, Valentine's Day and then you've got Easter and then you've got all these different things in the summer and then you've got Halloween and Thanksgiving people do here as well. Like some people. Yeah. It's just Have becoming... you started celebrating the 4th of July in England yet? Let me Not know yet, when that but I'm sure it's coming. <laughs> Uh, it's just no. I'm, that's That'll my be the thing. last one we export, maybe. Yeah, maybe you should cut this out, Dave. Like I don't know. I don't want to anger people. Tell no, people, you're not gonna. Anger don't people. export your stuff. No. I mean, I'm not I, against I actually, it. It's just this, you know. I have a lot of agreement with that. Like I think it's more interesting when there are more distinct cultural traditions. Yeah. And ge- both culturally and geographically, I think that makes all of humanity better when we have that. And I think we're tending to just kind of even out too much Mm. and it's just too homogenous um and i would rather go somewhere that was more distinctly uh different than where i come Mm -hmm. from and appreciate something that's more more distinct ben wants to keep the coal-fired pizza out here he doesn't want that anywhere leave it in the belt no that pizza belt is too big already shrink it down but you know that's why when I when when you took me for the breakfast it was a different experience for me because these things I didn't try before it was different but if everything was the same everywhere then like what is there to surprise you like when you travel what do you actually see if you right. get to eat the same food everywhere and you people wear the same clothes everywhere and watch the same movies like it's you know what I mean it's no it would I, be I, nice I, if yeah I hear you it's funny though like when I travel like I only want an American breakfast like I'm I just. <laughs> <laughs> it's all you are the reason why you can get American food everywhere. Everywhere. I, there, the rest like of the, listen, <laughs> all the dollars like his. They Snack just time, the world. They need lunch, dinner. I'm happy to sample what the world has to offer. But when I wake <laughs> up in the not morning, breakfast. <laughs> for the love of God, I want a properly cooked omelet. Okay. So many places <laughs> around the world, they don't know how to cook an omelet. I don't understand it. It's not that old. <laughs> Right. Oh, how do you? So cook you have the an adventurous palate after about eleven a.m. and then it just does a hard reset every night. I mean, night. I'm, let's be just honest. I mean, I'm eating American. breakfast pretty early. It's more like after like seven a.m. I'm I'm like adventurous, okay. but like I just need that. You know, I, I need something. You need, I need a, something. You need, you need to be grounded start. first thing in the morning. You need to be grounded. Yes. You need to connect with your roots. Eat well, your American breakfast, and then well, you are ready to explore. When we got to Cape Town in South Africa, we went to the little because we had a little kitchen, so we went to the grocery store. And I was like, we're buying mm-hmm. eggs. We're finding cheese and ha- and, and meats. And uh, I'm going to need hot sauce. That was the biggest thing. I was like, there's no hot. Like, I just need more hot sauce and everything. They just, they're really big on hot sauce over there. You, you forget how much hot sauce has infiltrated American life until you go overseas. And you're just like, oh, so you just don't have hot sauce like everywhere for everything all the time. Not a thing. On no. every table at the restaurant. <laughs> Where's the hot sauce? Where's the hot sauce? Oh, and the worst is when you ask for the hot sauce and they bring you Tabasco. Uh, Nobody wants Tabasco. No? I mean, I don't like it, but... I don't want Tabasco. Give me something. Give me give me something real. Crystal would be fine. You know, give me some mm-hmm. Cholula. I mean, even Frank's would be fine. Some Texas pepper. Like, oh, there's all maybe. kinds of options. People love hot sauce in America, but don't... Oh, here comes my dog. Maybe. Yeah. Hi, <laughs> Maybe. Maybe heard me ranting about hot sauce and she's like, it must be time to like, go outside. Oh, this one again. Here this we go. One, I love this, this one. Old chestnut. This, yeah. See, I should have bought hot sauce in the US when I was there. I didn't want to try it there because, you know, when you're traveling, you need to be careful, to be honest. But I should have bought something and bring it home with me. I didn't. But now there is like, there is this company that every time there is like a local fair, you know, that you've got pop up. 
stores with people yeah. selling their stuff. And there is a guy, he's called Mad Mike, and he's got his own, like, a chili jams. Okay. I'm going to Google him now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Mad I, Mike? And I, the science guy. Ma- Mad Mike. Yeah. I like that. And he, a, don't worry, I'll send you a bottle of Tabasco. You'll be all set. No, Tabasco, we've got that in here. And I don't like the taste of it. I want some yeah. other. But Mad this Mike's guy, he I makes chili. Yeah, Tabasco. he makes chili jams. And the first one I bought was like uh, the orangey one. It was citrusy. And it tastes so good. I mean, it's spicy enough. Not too spicy, but it tastes so good. You can, you can eat it on a spoon. It's really nice. Then I saw him again, uh, like a couple of weeks ago, there was another fair. So I bought, first time I bought one jar. Now I bought three jars, <laughs> two of the orange stuff, the fruity one, and then one hotter, I think. And still, they just taste so good. And I told him when I was chatting to him, when I was buying those chili jams, I said, have you heard about Hot Ones, the show that's on YouTube? Yep. I think you should send some of your chili jams there. He said, so my stuff is real. I use real like chilies to cook mm-hmm. and not just some artificial stuff and i was like yeah i don't know i, I never actually tried any of the sauces they use there so but Zuzan, what he you does just it- finished ranting about how we're exporting too much american culture but let's be honest you love hot ones like you were fascinated <laughs> with hot ones if it wasn't for the globalization of america you wouldn't experience that you would but be I only up. watch it. I don't actually eat it yet. You know, I watch it. Yeah, and I, yes. But that's the thing. See, I just yeah. watch it, but I can't buy any of these sauces in the shop. That's what, that's what makes it see, special. See, we got to get we got to get Laracon to be in Buffalo so we can have <laughs> we have Susanna have like go to the original home of the Buffalo Wing. Something tells me Buffalo, New York didn't make the short list of of 2024 Laracon sites. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about Vegas. I don't yeah, know. I don't get excited about Vegas. I don't get excited for Vegas either. I don't because it's so far away because it's on the other side of US kind of. Yeah. Not all the way, but it's a long way. And temperature-wise, it will basically be Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So you'll be indoors all the You'll way. be fine. You'll yeah. be like, this is great. It's easy peasy, yeah. I do yeah. want to see I think Buffalo dome. is the way to go. Let's go for Buffalo. Buffalo? I would like be to go to Maine and I would like to go to Home one of those like Laraville these Livewire. places. Yeah. I would like to just not the hot desert-like places. I want to see more of the nature. I'm not saying that there is a nature in Nashville or in Tennessee. Yeah, I just haven't seen it I yet. Think what <laughs> you're describing is the Upper Great Lakes region in North America. Sounds like we she's describing New England, which is a um, lovely New England. place. Yeah, and does yeah, it have can... bears? Yes, it does. Yeah, yes, we have yep. a bear problem. There you go. No, you don't have <laughs> a problem. problem. We have a bear we have... blessing. We. <laughs> <laughs> It's all about we, the way you look at it. We have, we have, uh, the bear, let's just say the bear population has come, um, I'll say it, roaring back. back. Yeah. With a, with a vengeance. And, um, there are, they are, they are infiltrating communities where they, that's because they they're should, happy and they love you. They're bears, though. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, Is, so what's the problem with it? Are they like, too many of them oh pets. yeah they, they are get they into stuff are they is this like bear vehicle accidents there What's was the there was i mean there's you'll see all these different little stories and stuff obviously first of all people just get freaked out because there's like a bear like right at, right outside yeah. their back door but also um you know there was a bear how, broke into a, cake, a, a, a like a cupcake catering truck which i thought was hilarious he was just yeah. hungry <laughs> He's just been an animal. He just wanted. Yeah, he's, he's trying to fatten there. up for the winter. Come on, like we all are. Well, at least I am. Thanks, Ben, for the shout out on Twitter. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think you took that the wrong way, Zizan. Yeah. So I shared the National Park Service does Fat Bear Week, 
yeah as like a social media phenomena mm-hmm. and or campaign and it's great and Zuzana famously loves bears so I tagged her in it and she took an affront and said this was some kind of comment on her character when I just wanted to share did you see that bear it was incredible oh, that, that all cute yeah, you know fat or not fat they're all cute I was I was trying to improve the quality of your life and you just did thank you very much and it's okay. It's like you validated me fetting up for the winter because it's a thing. So now I don't have to feel bad about it. So it's good. Yeah, Thank go you. Go for it. Get <laughs> into that cupcake truck in New Hampshire. <laughs> have you gone to the Fat Bear Week website? Because oh, there's, there's some good stuff here. There's a section where you can meet the bears and you can learn about each one. Oh, <laughs> see, they're harmless and they're cute and they're not a problem, Dave. Not a problem. Yeah. So, Dave, do you have like a squirrel problem? <laughs> or a deer problem? Like, I feel we, like you're picking on the bears here. They're just trying yes, to live. Exactly. Oh, they're trying like, to live. What are the already? real problems that we've identified here? <laughs> bears and humans don't mix, right? That I think sounds like that's... something a human would say, not a yeah, bear. Well, but go on. We do we do run things around here, um, unfortunately for the bear. Um, and so they just passed a law where if people feel threatened, they can, we'll say, take matters into their own hands and no. Connecticut for the first time. But we're avoiding opening up hunting because there are other states nearby where they do allow hunting of bears because mm-hmm. we have so many of them. You can hunt bears in Wisconsin and like most of our area, you can hunt bear. Is it like a fair it's fight not a though? big thing though. Do they make That's you like horrible. put your weapon down and just like, you know, you got to figure it out. It's you and the bear. Not exactly. <laughs> <clears throat> But yeah, that's not a very typical hunting activity here. Uh, so yeah, I'm just struggling to come up with like what the uh, what the problems, what the real problems are here. Like, they're, how about raccoons? Do you have too many? Do you have a raccoon problem, or are they just like getting in the trash and they're fine? We don't have that many raccoons, actually. I don't see that many. No. Huh. I have Squirrels, some raccoons that yeah. used to eat out of my compost pile, and then mm. they would run down the storm drains. So sometimes oh, yeah. you see a raccoon sticking their head out of a, a storm drain. We but uh, we have mole we have moles like crazy stupid moles moles are the worst. Screw your yard. They are harmless. We have a neighborhood turkey now. This is big news. Oh yeah, turkeys are fun. So we have a turkey that one of my neighbors is feeding, and it, he recently retired. And I'm pretty certain he just like his retirement goal is to befriend as many neighborhood animals as possible. So he's been feeding deer for years. And then my neighbor on the other side chases them out of his yard, hates the deer, can't stand them, thinks they're destroying his garden. So I've got one neighbor making the problem worse than for the other. But now his attention is turned to this. Uh, he's got a woodchuck that he's trying to befriend okay. and a turkey. The turkey is on my street pretty much every morning and is fearless. I'm a little worried he's going to get hit by a car because he comes over to you if you walk up near him. Mm-hmm. Probably because he's expecting to be fed. But he's a delight. And what a strange animal. They are beautiful. They have these iridescent brown and purple feathers. Uh, really bizarre colorations. The ugliest head you've ever seen on an animal. Uh, so they're just this really weird mix of beautiful and strange. So we look yeah. for him every morning. If I see him, I step, I roll my window down and yeah, talk to the have- turkey for a few minutes. We've got turkeys around here. We've got deer. We've got oh, so many geese. We've got... Um, the geese are a problem. I'm yeah. on board with the goose problem. Yeah. Geese are, geese are a problem. But um, I don't know. I always think, because I'm looking at my dog right now, I always think about, like, I always sort of 
I start to judge other animals by like how scared of them is my dog, right? So like my dog oh, sees sure. a deer and it's more like my dog is just frozen very still and the deer run yep. away. My dog's like, all right, right? My dog sees a turkey and it's like my dog gets very, very excited by the turkey. <laughs> and, you know, then the turkey goes, you know, squawking away. It's like, all right, all right, all right, we get out of here. Um, a bear would be a problem, I think. For sure. sure. I would pick my dog up and like go running basically if I saw a bear. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be worried about the bear and the dog. Because sure. you never know what that inter- how that's going to go. Like, you know you're going to be calm and yeah. not make any sudden moves. Well, I think you're supposed to make dog. sudden moves, though, aren't you? You're supposed to be loud. You're supposed to, like, scare the bear away, right? Isn't so. that depend like, if it's black or brown or white? There's this, isn't that like this saying? If it's brown, hold on. Shut it down? Uh, I don't know. The- <laughs> bear poem... Safety. Yeah. I can't wait to find out what this expression is. It's not, this is so it's, if it's brown, lay down. If it's black, fight back. If it's white, say good night. Oh, so yeah. if like if it's brown, just hide or lay down. Sorry, why have I got so black now? I, what I, happened to me? Fascinating. Just lay down. Susanna has become a, a, <laughs> a like a, a ghastly spirit on our Zoom call right now. <laughs> I yeah. had to turn off the light. But anyway, so if it's brown, lay down. If it's black, fight back. So for black bears, you have to be loud and scary. If it's white, that's it. You're dead, basically. Oh. Say goodnight. Like a polar bear? What kind of yeah. other yes. white bears are there? Okay. Yeah, yeah, polar I bear. Think that's it. Occasionally, so brown, uh, yeah, brown is the grizzly bears, some, right? Um, Some white grizzly bears, I think, oh, in the Pacific cool. Northwest. They're pretty unusual, though. Yeah, we, 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 get, we get black bears here. You get the harmless ones, Dave. Seriously, how many people have been mauled by a black bear in New England in the last decade? Probably zero. They, they are breaking into people's homes and stuff like that, which is becoming a problem. Mm. Well, it just tells about, tells about the quality of your homes. So maybe you shouldn't build uh-huh. stronger homes, like more secure, like thicker the, walls. And I love that Zuzana and I are firmly on the side of the bears here. <laughs> You're not living it's with because it. we don't have many here. That's why. Yeah, like, if yeah. you talk to me about foxes, I'm not going to be so sympathetic about foxes because foxes are everywhere here. You know, um, while well, some people might oh, find foxes cute, yeah. you know. So for me, it's bears are because I don't really see them. I saw them that one time in uh, in Tennessee, yeah. And that point, I just thought it was nice and cute. So that stayed with me. I don't, like, I'm going to make a disclaimer. It doesn't mean that, I'm not saying that bears are not dangerous. You have to be safe and all that, blah, blah, blah. But (laughs) at the same time, they are cute and nice and they should have a place to live and shouldn't be hunted and for the fun of it. Yeah, like, if you are in danger, that's one thing. But I just don't agree with hunting for the sake of hunting, for the fun of it. That's it. Rant over. (laughs) All right. I'm on your side here. Thank you. Dave, we do have bear. Yeah. Like there was, there was a bear wandering around one of my neighborhoods recently. It's, yeah. Um, it's rare enough that it's a big deal, but it happened. So we're living with a man. Give me a break. That's nice. We sometimes have like a stray, stray cows wandering the, not, not the streets, but sometimes it's like, oh, there is a cow on the path that shouldn't be here or, or horses sometimes escape. So you have some of these things that you've got horses wandering around and they shouldn't or cows. But that's that's all. Deers are everywhere anyway. Foxes, you can't control these things. But cows and uh, horses, they sometimes escape. And then they just wander. And then people are like, whose horse is that on the path? <laughs> whose cows? Does anyone know whose o- owner is? So, yeah, we don't have 
bears, but we do have cows. I went for a walk with the kids the other day and it was already in the dark and we were walking through the fields. I had a flashlight and then I just left the flashlight and there was a cow. <laughs> I didn't just know that in that field. In cow. Yeah, and it was black cow, so I didn't see, like, and there was just, not, not just one, there were quite a few of them because they were standing still and we didn't see them until we saw that one. And then you look around, oh, we are in the middle of like a herd of cows. So then we just carried on walking. But I think that's one thing that's a, there's a Twitter account called Cambridge Cows, because one thing that Cambridge is well famous for is that they uh, they always have a herd of cows. It's a herd of cows, right? You call it a herd? Is it a herd yeah. of cows? Yeah. 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 And you it's have, like uh, owned by the community, right? Or the I think the council. Council, yeah. Okay. So you'll have them like in the middle of the city park, like just munching away on the grass. So it's a, a lot of cows everywhere. It's a nice thing. That's what I like. So you live like in a city, but you still have a lot of nature around you. You have big enough animals around you. All right, everybody. I think I got to go. My dog is uh, trying to be patient, but she doesn't really know. It's like her. It's like a dog's version yeah. of patient. But yeah, I think maybe ends most of our podcast episodes. Well, this is her walk time. She's on a regular <laughs> schedule around here. It's either animals or children. Can you take us yes. out with the, the, the famous closing? Of course. Well, I feel like I need to do it up. It's it's become like too old now, but I don't have anything clever to say. So I'm just going to say, take it cheesy, everyone, and see you next time. It is good to be back chatting with you all. Yeah.